Hello, I'm Alan Libsey, and welcome to the CFA UK In Conversation podcast. Now, this is the show for investment professionals all about issues, interests, and insights in today's profession. In this episode, I'll be talking to James Davis, a partner at consultants Oliver Wyman here in London. We'll look at what to expect for the banking sector, his specialty. James, thanks very much for joining me today. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for having me. Now, look, it's it's got to be a, a tricky time to be a banking consultant these days. Uh, you know, we're in the midst of a heavy economic recession. It's set in. Uh, but governments, on the other hand, are throwing a lot of money at consumers, corporates to support them. And in a way, the banks themselves. Um, so how are your bank clients coping so far? In some respects, you know, remarkably well. I mean, it's been an in- incredibly challenging period when you look back over it and everyone's had to adapt to working from home and in completely different um, you know, ways of working together at the same time of dispersing huge amounts of money through new government support schemes um, and dealing with incredibly volatile markets all at the same time. And so everyone's been you know, hugely busy and you know, we've been trying our best to, to help our clients through all of that over the last um, few months. And then we're sort of now at a stage of, of looking ahead and saying, well, you know, what does the outlook look like? And as the dust settles on that immediate period of, of crisis, you know, what does that what does that mean for us? And what's the sort of um, the view, the priorities now to, to, to set us up for the next few years? Okay. Um, now, you've, you've, your company, at least, has written a, a big report on what the financial sector might expect in 2020. I mean, you, you you must be specialists in big reports <laughs> for the for your clients. But um, that was back in March. And I'm just wondering, have your views changed at all? We talked a little bit about this before. And you say, well, you know, that was the worst point. Are you feeling any better about things? Well, you know, we, we were putting out this paper. It's a, it's a paper we've written for many years in collaboration with Morgan Stanley's um, equity research team on specifically the outlook for the wholesale banking sector. And, you know, we started the research in January. It wasn't about the coronavirus at all. And really, by the time we published in March, we were right at the very depth of the sort of aftermath of the stock market crash and, you know, trying to think through what all of that meant. You know, and I think we got a lot of things right. I actually wrote a similar paper back in 2008. Um, and oh, really? Bear Stearns um, collapsed whilst we were writing that paper. And it was a similar feeling of saying, right, we need to kind of recalibrate. <laughs> um and you're looking back, you know, we, we wrote another paper um, just this week on it's like a different lens. It was focused on the European banking sector. You know, things of if I look back and what was shifted, you know, I think the extent of government support and central bank support um, for credit markets and, and, and lending, you know, was remarkable. I think we underestimated how positive effect that would have on on shoring up. Um, both underwriting um, debt capital markets um, and, and the sales and trading businesses. So the numbers that have come in for the Q1 and Q2 in, in the trading businesses have been you know, you know, really spectacular. But I think the, the central um, thesis in taking a slightly longer view, everyone appreciates that over time, those exceptional revenues in the markets divisions are going to taper off and revert back to a sort of more normal pattern. And then we're left with this challenging backdrop of, you know, mounting loan losses and, you know, real pressure on, on the top line um, as, as a consequence of, uh, of the low interest rate environment. And I think that's a very challenging outlook. Mm. Um, and now, moving in a different direction, because but uh, sort of 
picking up on what's happened just in the last uh, three, four, five months. We've had a huge surge in markets, uh, both equities, bonds. And I'm just wondering if the surge in revenues from investment banking and trading in the first half of this year has perhaps caused some rethinking of, of strategies um, towards, you know, you know, at Oliver Wyman towards the, uh, the the big integrated European banks. Are, are they thinking differently or are they thinking, oh, uh, it's just temporary, um, get out of jail card kind of thing? In some respects, it's remarkable, I'd say, how little it has changed you know, people's thinking. I think if you'd already got to the point of view by the back end of last year that you needed to shrink your investment bank and your sales and trading division, um, you know, a couple of good quarters in your in your rates business you know, hasn't been enough to change the minds of people who've been struggling with many, many years of subdued returns. And I think, you know, no one expects the conditions of, of the first half of this year to, to persist you know, for, for many years. So they may persist further for, for, for a few more months or quarters. But So in that respect, I think it hasn't changed people's minds. And those people who are really strongly committed to investment banking and felt that they wanted to build um, that as a core part of their business, this has just underscored that conviction. Um, you know, so you add to that this wider pressure that the banking groups are under as they look at their consumer banking businesses, which are really struggling with a, a you know reduced payment volumes, reduced foreign exchange transaction fees as people are traveling, and reduced credit card activity as people are spending less, and you know reduced margins and all the lending products because of the, the low interest rate environment. But that whole business model is under a lot of pressure. So you know, the group doesn't have a huge amount of, of room for maneuver, um, and so we really. We looked at the, the group level agenda, particularly for the European banks. You know, there's a big focus on you know balance sheet efficiency, cost efficiency, and ultimately thinking through you know big shifts, things like consolidation and and, and ways to sort of change, you know, break out of what's quite a, a you know a, a sort of stagnant environment for lots of these um, these institutions. Mm. And how much of I mean, there are some very big banks that have had plans to. You know, uh, you know, in, in, going back a year, two years, maybe more, um, to reduce their workforces for some time. I mean, it's, it, it will be must be part of the uh, playbook for a consultant to say, "Well, you need to cut your costs, and here's how." Um, uh, initially, these I think these institutions were reluctant to cut to 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 be seen letting staff go in such a sharp economic downturn that wasn't anybody's fault. What's the outlook now, would you say, uh, for hiring amongst the banks in the, in the second half or in the, even in the year ahead? Yeah, I think obviously um, you know, banks did the right thing and most institutions said, look, we're not going to be letting people go whilst there's a pandemic going on. Um, and, and, and obviously management teams are also looking at the consequences of, of work from home and, you know, once been amazed at what's been able to be achieved and then thinking, well, you know, how much do we need these offices? What's the right target occupancy level going forward? And obviously there's a, a cost saving that comes from that if you can push those kinds of things through. And it also helps a lot in terms of offering more flexible career paths and that helps from a diversity point of view as well. So people are quite excited by that, but that doesn't solve the cost problem. It's not a big enough lever to, to, to mean the management teams aren't going to have to look at the cost base in its entirety. And that will mean looking at at compensation costs and, and and people costs and you know I think we've seen a lot of um, banks slimming down headcount over over the last few years and, and that's likely to continue. Mm. But with all the 
worries and toing and froing and everything, um, I, I, I guess I should ask, has this year meant that your group, Oliver Wyman, has had more or less work? In the UK, we've been very busy. Um, we've been very busy. Um, and, you know, there's, there's been a mixture of, I mean, we were very worried, frankly speaking, when mm. the pandemic broke out around our own business, because, of course, if you're a management team wrestling with, you know, such urgent fires to fight in terms of just keeping your own institution ticking over, you know, you don't have time to engage with third party um, companies and to bring in and structure uh, consulting projects. And so we were we were worried about that. Um, but what we found um, is that actually as people have settled into that rhythm and that way of working, you know, we've been able to find, you know, the work from home, remote working has been fine and we've been able to be productive and I know engagement with clients and there were just some really big issues for, for, for banks to work through you know, particularly looking at you know these lending schemes and the credit risk that comes with these mm. schemes and then thinking about you know actually a lot of banks have been keen to press on with some of the things they're already working on you know digitizing parts of their business launching new uh, product lines in that space things like the climate change and, and green finance um, sort of space is still a big priority and, and people haven't sort of pulled back from that so a lot of some of the things that we were talking about pre-crisis sort of dropped away but a lot of the things that were on the to-do list you know once people got through that immediate how on earth do we keep everything working we want to get back to those things and, and carry on making progress I, I guess that's a good sign in that the, there's starting to some sense of normalcy or is, is returning. Uh, so, uh, James, look, I just want to thank you very much for, uh, for chatting with me and, and the members uh, today. Um, and I want to thank you all very much for listening. Now, look out for our next podcast, and the details of which will be in the regular CFA UK newsletter, or subscribe to CFA UK's SoundCloud channel. Find out more at www.cfauk.org slash podcast. Thanks again, James. Thank you.